Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys, welcome to the second episode of Chief Concerns, the very first true Kansas City Chiefs debate-style show with former Chiefs players debating the current team. We're here with our hosts, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. How are you guys doing today? Awesome, man. Feeling good. Feeling good. Y'all ready to get after it? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All the time, man. Let's go. Let's go. Offense, defense. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, You ain't ready yet, J.D. (laughs) All right. We got uh, Chief Concern number one, which is no shock to us at all. We saw our passing game come alive this weekend to beat the Jets 35-9, to uh, taking us to 3-0 against the AFC East. Uh, Jason, what kind of stood out to you most uh, this past Sunday? Uh, you know what, 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 what stood out to me, uh, really it was, it was kind of the flow of the offense, to be honest with you. And, you know, we, we, we talked about, we wanted to try to, you know, put Le'Veon Bell out there a little bit more, see what he can do. I knew it was going to be his, his, his coming out game against his former teammates and what they did, just the flow of the game, as far as the, the motion and, how they were able to get open. I mean, they honestly, when I, when I was looking at it, they made the Jets cover the entire field. And it just stood out to me after just kind of watching and going back over it, how they were just creating different spots. They were just, it's almost like a magic trick. When I'm sitting there just watching them, you know, the ingenuity of what they just do on offense, it really is. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes like a magician. Like, look, look what I'm doing over here. I got this over here. And so, I mean, you put defenses at, 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 uh, on their heels because they don't know what you're going to do. Are you going to run? You run to the counter? You know, now here comes the slant. So that was kind of something that stood out to me just with the, the entire flow of what they were doing offensively. Just a little bit different from what they had been doing before, uh, especially when you add a, a guy like uh, Le'Veon Bell into the uh, to the. All right, Eric, what did you see, buddy? So I, I saw um, basically they tried to come out. As far as the Jets were, they wanted to stop our running game, and which they did. And I think their focus was too much on the running game because we had so much success the week before. And I, I don't know if it's because we haven't, you know, well, I would say we, but Patrick hasn't passed over 300 uh, that many games this year. So they weren't looking at that, but that was their mistake. And, you know, we, we, we put Le'Veon in to try to get him um, situated, and he didn't have that much success. I think he even had a fumble uh, in the game that he lost, that we lost. Uh, and so it was like, hey, you want to shut down our running game? We still have the MVP and the uh, Super Bowl MVP uh, that's going to chop you up. And it got back to what uh, me and Jason were talking about last week. We were, throw- we were getting chunk yardages. You know, it wasn't any, like, um, short touchdowns. We were we were eating them up for chunks. Uh, and going back to the old uh, last year Chiefs, uh, well, how we put points up on the board. So it was, it was a matter of the defense did their job. You know, didn't give up a lot of points. Uh, looked pretty good. Um, and it was just the old Patrick Mahomes that we're used to seeing. Just pinpoint accuracy down the field. Uh, Kelsey eating you alive, and also Tariq Hill coming back to life. So I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
Yeah, it was a nice spread out too. Harmon did his thing, so did D Rob, and everyone was kind of cooking on offense. So it, it was nice to see it. it was a nice come out party for the entire offense. Uh, but you kind of alluded to them stopping the run. That leads us to our next question. Um, well, passing game did look dominant on Sunday. The run game looked kind of off. We only gained 50 yards on the ground when the Jets have allowed around 116 yards a game on the, uh, to opposing offenses this year. Um, given the injuries to the O line, are you are you concerned about the offensive line play just based on how he played against the Jets? To me, I'm not. I mean, it's like you, you pick your poison with what you want. We got to – we proved it last week. We have a great running game. Um, and Patrick still put up 250, I think, last week, which is still a phenomenal game. No, And I lead, only has one interception on the entire season. So we know we're going to get great play out of him. It's just a matter of how much confidence you want to put, put in your front seven to either try to stop our, 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 our running game or have him drop back in the coverage and try – to stop our passing game. Not too many teams are built like that on defense to where they can stop us overall uh, as a whole in a game. So uh, it's just a matter of how disciplined you are as a defense and a defensive coordinator to put your guys in position to slow us down. You're not going to stop us, um, but there is there is ways to try to slow us down. Jason? Yeah, you, you know what? I, 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 have, I have some major concerns. I do on the uh, offensive line. Uh, you know, had two guys out. The starting left tackle was he was gone for the for the for the game. So, I, and I, I'll say this: the offensive line, without a doubt, as far as a unit, is the one unit on football that has to be on the same page every single snap, every single accord. And so, I know how tough that is, at least to have that continuity, especially on the offensive line, because when you have a guy that's coming in. And you're making calls and you're making, you know, signals and, and some of the things that you that a guy that hasn't been playing a whole lot comes in. It's a little bit different because you kind of know what a guy's right beside you, his weakness is, you know, like, hey, can he can he take the rush? Can he you know, is he going to be able to step back, especially you know, especially from the, from the tackle, you know, to the tight end? You know, the offensive line, man, is I mean, it's stellar because you protect the quarterback and you protect the running back. So the two things that you're asking these guys to do is absolutely protect. As we know, we always talk about it. You know, you got to be able to protect the football. I mean, that's your livelihood. That's that's your, your bloodline. And so my major concern is this. When you got somebody back there worth $45 million, I'm sorry. Uh, half <laughs> a bill. Half a bill. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, it, it's, it's cause for concern. You want to be able to make sure you protect your investment. And if, if, if guys are going down, you want to be able to make sure you protect that half a billion dollar uh, investment that, that's back here behind you. And you don't want to look. What teams are going to start doing, and I, I start kind of seeing a little bit, they're going to just start taking like little shots here, little hits there. And I watched the game, and it was just like, I, I seen one guy come in and just kind of brush him across the face. And, you know, Patrick hadn't really been getting hit that much. You know, he's a young guy. So that's, that's, why, I, that's, that's why I'm kind of – I don't want to cut you off, but I, I think it's kind of different because I think we've already met the, the best of the best of, the, of this season that we're going to see. Right now, we're getting into conference play. The best defensive line we got right now coming at us is from San Diego. And we've already played them, so we know what to expect with them. Everybody else – I mean, the Raiders, yeah, they, they, they played a – from what I, I saw, uh, New England-type defense to uh, drop everybody back and coverage and rush for. We're going to game plan that next game we play against them. 
And so, but to me, overall, the best defense that I think we're going to face is probably San Diego. Um, coming into the rest of this, I don't have a concern for the offensive line either way. We got so much money tied up into Kelsey, Mahomes, and these other guys that we've already that we really need to where like who can we go get on the offensive line? How do we solidify our offensive line? You know, I think the only way we do that is through the draft of next year. So the way they're playing. You go out and you have a great rushing game that we did the game before, and all of a sudden you come back with a, a passing attack the way you did. I don't really see a cause for concern right now. Well, I, I'll say this, and, and I'm, I'm thinking more long-term with it, right? Because once we start getting into, like, you know, what more uh, our, our division and conference play, I'm talking about long-term when we start getting into the playoffs, when you start going against a better defensive lineman, you know. Because now if you're not really going against a lot of guys and you're still kind of struggling right now, what, what's it going to say to you when they get into the playoffs and it's like, okay, now we got Pittsburgh. Now we got the Ravens coming at you. It's going to be a whole different type of, you know, mentality with those guys. And so what I what I say that, like the concern of it is, I think, you know, you got to give it some time to get those guys back. Make sure they get healthy. Uh, do some things that it's going to take a little bit off the offensive line, right? So Patrick goes into passing a little bit more. But you get creative in what some of the things you do. You, you just make sure you didn't hold the, the, the ball in his hand as much. So that, that's, that's part of my concern in, in, in itself. Then, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into it a little bit more. But if you have somebody like Le'Veon Bell who can kind of create his own, you know, a couple of holes here and there that, that makes the offense line look better than what they really are. Uh, not saying that the, the, the Chiefs' offense line isn't good, but Le'Veon is going to be able to create a little bit more stir into some things that he's doing. Uh, that's just part of my concern in itself. Because I, I know sometimes how you know how it is, like, man, when, when, when guys always want to get back, and you know, sometimes guys get back a little bit too soon. And I'm, look, y'all little guys, y'all, y'all look, y'all heal, you know, y'all get a little nicks and granny, you know. <laughs> man, the big news, hey, I'm, I'm telling you right now, man, uh, a couple of things on your knees and you start falling down, you don't start adding up over the season. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a long haul. It's a long but also, haul. I, I think that. I mean, I'm no no offensive coordinator. Um, I just think that we need to start getting rid of the ball a lot quicker. Okay. Yes, we do need to we do need to establish a running game because it makes it a whole lot easier, you know, for mm. Patrick to go out there and, and pick it pick his, his pick his poison. But when we only look for chunks, we I don't I don't think I've seen Patrick throw a slant this year. We don't throw them little quick routes out there. We do sweeps, reverses, and Good you down the field. We don't throw slants and and and, and uh, hot routes, and that that gets the ball out quick. That takes a lot of the pressure off. Um, but that's not in our repertoire. Like we we just that's not us. And I think it kind of slows the defense down and makes them play more honest when they know that you know we have that we we make those throws. So, but that's like I said, it's it's just not something we do. Yeah, I, th- this week uh, I, I seen a little bit of it. And we was running a lot of that, like the, the slants. And that's why I was saying it just looked like they wanted to cover the entire field. And it seemed like, you know, like uh, the enemy was sitting there saying, like, look, let's see what we can do with this, right? Because I think sometimes when you talk about this, you know, and, and you going into coaching, you know how you get into the, the film room, you start talking to other coaches, like, listen, you know, this, this might be an issue for us for the next couple of weeks. So let's start trying to find out uh, different ways we can be creative with our offense, maybe a little bit with our defense. And so they started running a couple of quick slants off the, the jet sweep. And I was kind of watching. 
And so they just wanted to see how the, the defense was going to at least how they was going to adapt to what they were doing. Yeah. But you, man, you absolutely right. I mean, it, it's it's not something that they've been doing in the past, but I think it's something that you have to like. Look, we, we got to consider this, right? I mean, because we, yeah. we got look, we got smaller guys, so we know smaller guys work. Shoot, Tom Brady got away with it, but his whole time, his whole career, prayer in uh, in uh, New England. So, yeah. shoot, why not put it into what you can do? I agree. Do you think they'll start to kind of develop more, um, I guess, routes for like Le'Veon running uh, routes in the flat, just kind of get, getting him the ball more, sitting in space and running arrows and stuff? I mean, do you, do you see that to kind of mitigate off the, the O-line play that we have right now? So we do have a lot of reserves in there. So, I mean, it would be – I mean, it would help to kind of do this. Is that, is that what you guys are saying? Oh, yeah. And, man, I tell you what, we have a, a unique playbook in Kansas City. I've seen some plays out there on the field that I've never seen in football. You know, so that, that just shows you how creative that we are as an offensive unit, as a, as an offensive staff. Uh, but they come up with some, they come up with some pretty unique plays out there. So uh, again, I don't have any complaints about what we're doing offensively, because if you can go out and perform the way you've done the last two weeks, you know, uh, put up the rushing yards and then come back and throw up 400 yards in the air. I mean, how much, what, what more do you want to complain about? Right. And I, and I guess it helps. It bodes well for us to, I guess, kind of have these problems now against the Jets versus, like Jason was saying, in the problems, uh, I guess, in the playoffs with Pittsburgh. I kind of guess get the guys healthy now, so we're not rushing them back to play the Jets. But I, I guess we, we can wait till Pittsburgh, and then we can hopefully those guys are healthy and they can come back like yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Eric, you talked about uh, chunk plays, and this weekend we saw Tyreek Hill uh, catch two bombs for touchdowns. And on Twitter, there was a whole thing, CBS Sports uh, – I guess they, they were wrong about their stat. They said that um, Tyreek Hill tied Randy Moss to the most 40-plus yard touchdowns at 23, but actually it was only within the first five years of, of their career. So they tied him in the first five years. But overall, Moss had more than 23. I think he had 40-something, 40 uh, 40-plus 40 yard touchdowns. Um, but there was a debate, and I think it's more of a generational thing um, as far as who's a better deep threat between Tyreek Hill or Randy Moss. Eric, you guarded Randy Moss, and I know you said that was the that was probably the best receiver you ever went against. What do you where do you stand on this as far as who's a better deep threat? You know, no no knock against Tariq, but when you got a guy that's out there holding his hand up, telling you to throw the throw the damn ball, uh, you know you got a threat, and that's that's in double and triple team. Now Tariq has made some phenomenal plays uh, down the field, whether going up with, with the big guys or whatever. But Randy's one of those players that you can just I don't care who's covering or at safety, he's gonna make a play. Uh, you know, the first few years of his career, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, is that possible? You know, a guy going, I think uh, one game against the Cowboys, he had uh, three catches, three touchdowns, and like 130-something, 140-something yards. Like, who, like, that's unbelievable. But that's who he was. And like I said, to take nothing from Tariq Hill, he's still young. He's still making phenomenal plays. I'm glad he's with the Chiefs. Uh, but Randy Moss is that. He's that guy. Jason, what would you say on that? Yeah, I I, I tell you what, man. I, it, without a doubt, uh, like you said, not, not taking anything away from Tyreek, but Randy Moss, in my opinion, is the best receiver that can track the deep ball better than anybody else I've seen. It, it, to me, it's not it's not even close. You can't you, overthrow him. <laughs> you can't overthrow him. You, you can't overthrow him. And, and you're talking about somebody who, who's who's long and lanky, six six. You know, he's having look. Look, you know, look like a, a gazelle out there, a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's running down the field like this with his hand up because he's he said he's always open. And he is. 
I mean, he is. So you talk about his leaping ability. You're talking about just getting the ball like uh, Tyreek is what, 5'9", 10", 5'10"? He's listed at 5'10", but I mean, you know, you know how that stuff goes. He's probably like 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, on the phone book, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. He, <laughs> look, it, it's, it's, if, if I'm going deep, and here's what Tyreek can do. Tyreek can take the top off the defense. And so when we talk yeah. about taking the top off the defense, that means he can get behind the defense uh, on in, any given play. Randy can get behind the defense and over top of defense on any given play. That's the big difference. So uh, Tyreek got the speed. Randy's got the speed, but he also got the height. He got the leaping ability. Uh, not taking anything from Tyreek, man, but Randy Moss is the best I've ever seen do it. And the thing oh, yeah. is, he actually learned, to me, probably the second best guy that could uh, track a ball in the air, in Chris Carter. That's where Randy learned a lot of it from. I mean, shoot, I watched him. Now, I'll tell this quick story. We went up there when I was playing with Philadelphia, and Chris Carter sent us home. He caught so many balls on the, on the sideline. He just catch with one hand. He, got, he came yeah, on the sideline. Yeah, go home. Go home. Get on the bus now. Go home. And he just and we couldn't say nothing on the sideline. We just like, oh, man, get out there. Go, leave, us alone. leave us alone. Quick, Chris, leave us alone. Get out of here. Go home. And that's just yeah, what they, they, they were a hell of a duo when they got him. And, uh, oh, my God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you ever go against Chris Carter, Eric? Oh, yeah. I, our training camp was in uh, River Falls, Wisconsin, so we had to go up against the Vikings every summer during training camp. So, yeah, I, we got to see those guys, those two a lot. <laughs> this is So one of the arguments on online that I saw people saying, oh, best deep threat ever, Tyreek Hill, you know, it was probably more my generation was saying Tyreek Hill, the guys who, didn't, who watched the, the San Francisco 49 or Randy Moss. That, oh, yeah. that was, that, that, those, those kind of people were saying this. Well, I saw some arguments that were saying that Tyreek Hill was probably more – was a better playmaker than Randy Moss because you could line him up in the backfield. He could take a touchdown from the backfield or he could take it from the slot. Or I, I don't know. What, what do you guys say to that? No? Man, you give me Randy Randy Moss in this prime, there's no stopping him. <laughs> I'm talking about – I've seen that you can, you can throw a hitch route, and that's that little route where the guy just freezes and you throw it straight to the side, and he's going to take it to the house. The, for as long as he is, he's got quickness. He's got the move, the moving ability to to, to avoid tacklers. Uh, and once he gets in stride, there's no catching him. So, and Tariq has that speed also. He's just more elusive because he's smaller. But Randy, mm-mm. to me, and, and I've watched a lot of football. I've gone up against Jerry Rice. Much respect to him for the phenomenal career he's had. But to me. My eyes, my playing up against Randy is the is the best I've played against. It's the best I've seen. Same for you, James. So if you guys are both starting franchises right now, Tyree Kill, Randy Moss in the prime. You guys are going Randy Moss in their prime in his prime. Uh, uh, Randy Moss, please. We'll, we'll take Randy Moss for number one. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing, that, the thing that the thing that makes Randy a bad player is because he took plays off. Yeah, he he really did take plays off, and he had this attitude. It was just about him. You know, he played when he wanted to play. But with that kind of talent, he made it that way, though. Like, when he needed to when, – when you needed to play, you know who to go to. And when the defense knew who they were going to and still couldn't stop it, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you talk about, like, where, uh, you know, Tyreek is just – you know, he's in just he, – he moves and shifts around a lot. So, you got to almost create space for him. He had to create space for Randy. I mean, Randy, he had all the space to himself. So, like he said, it didn't matter if he was – triple or, or, you know, double the triple cover. 
you know, Randy was going to create that space. And he always had a chance in every shot to get that ball. And, and you knew it. Tom Brady knew it. I mean, uh, shoot, uh, Cole Pepper knew it. So it just, you didn't have to tell him get open. You come out yeah. the hook. Randy's like, he come out the hook like, man, I'm open. Before he gets to before he lines up, I'm open. I got you. Coming yeah. To so, yeah. So he, he just, you know, Tyreek is in multiple positions. He plays slot. He's in the backfield. He does the little, you know, the, the quick sleep, the uh, jet sweeps. He does, so they're a little bit more creative with, like, hiding, getting him out there. Uh, and he actually, man, sometimes when I'm watching him in the motion, he looks like, uh, what's the name? They, they all look the same when they run in that little jet sweep. You don't even quite oh, know yeah. who it is. <laughs> so, but you, you watch Randy Marston, you know exactly who that joke is when he lines up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the young bucks need to go back and watch uh, some uh, old school uh, Vikings tape. To, 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 to that that's hurts. crazy. How old are you, Marcus? I'm 26. So I grew up. Yeah, that's, that's that's crazy. He said old school. Like Randy's an old old guy. <laughs> well, no, I, I would say because a lot of the guys who were arguing and stuff like they, they were talking about Raiders Randy Moss. I mean, that, I mean that was he was still in his prime. I mean, he, he was he was past his prime. But he was still one of the best receivers in the league. So a lot of these guys were talking about Kerry Collins throwing in the ball. I'm like, hey, I was like, you need you need to watch a little before that, you know. So, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, so when I was starting to watch football, I was watching you guys. The, the, the first football memory I have is you guys. That, that's 02, 03. So, like, not, I, I was 9 or 10 around that time. Gotcha, guys. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, so, so moving on, moving on uh, to uh, this week. Uh, so, looking at we got the Panthers coming to town, um, and it looks like their blue, chi blue chipper CMC, Christian McCaffrey, will be back from his injury. And it's the first time we're actually facing the electrifying running back in Christian McCaffrey. What does that pose to uh, our defense, a guy like that? Eric? I mean, he, he's a phenomenal player. Like, out of the backfield, line him up out, outside of receiver. Like, the guy is, is a proven uh, impact player, and that's and that's what he makes. He, he makes a bunch of impact plays, and he can, he can chop your defense up. And he's one of those that you have to pay attention to every time he's in the game, no matter where he's lined up at, he's one of the main focal points of the offense. Jason. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. He, he's a, he's an absolute threat. Uh, shoot. And, and when the, the season started, uh, it was talks that he, he might've been the best running back in the league, to be honest with you. I mean, he's in, you know, top three without a doubt. Uh, and the thing is, you know, when, when he comes up there in the game, you know, they're going to get the ball to him. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be difficult, especially, you know, uh, the, the Chiefs defensive line has been struggling a little bit against the run. And so when you have a guy like this, which I don't, I, you know, when you first get back, you don't want to get him to do too much, right? I mean, he's just now getting back off an of injury. You don't want to give him 25 looks. You don't have to, you know, let him kind of, you know, move in, see what they've been doing, you know, at least have him out there to be somewhat of a distraction to try to keep, your, your you know, the offense going for what they've been doing. Uh, Bridgewater hasn't really been doing a whole lot. With Carolina's past couple of weeks, but it's, it's going to be tough with the uh, with the defensive line. But I, I don't expect uh, McCaffrey to have that many look. When I say that many, I mean he's usually catching one around about what twenty five, something like that, close to thirty. You know, ball in his hand. I'm saying he's going to be probably somewhere around maybe twelve to 18, 20. You know, what I mean, just just so work, they working they back have, in, huh? Yeah, just working. just work him in. Yeah, because. You know, like I said, he's coming off an injury. 
And I know he, he's probably feeling good, but you don't want to lose a guy like that for the rest of the season, halfway through oh, the yeah. season. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, I don't think their record is all that good either. To win. I, if I was in my set, I'd make sure I was 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and Mike uh, Davis looked good uh, feeling for him. Um, it was kind of like his like breakout role. He's been in the league for a while, and he's kind of these guys kind of flourished in the, in the games without him. And they said they were actually going to use both of them when McCaffrey came back. So I guess it might be more of a 50 50 kind of split week or 60 40. Maybe Mike Davis this week. Is that, is that what you're saying, Jason? Is that what they should yeah, be? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And, and like I said before, ain't no better motivator to know that your, <laughs> your playing time is going to be cut. So Mike might be like, look, you know what? He's coming back. I got to show what I can do you know, with the looks that I got uh, to be successful with, you know, with, with what I have. So I know he's going to be pushing it. And if they've been leaning on it for these past few weeks, uh, they know like, look, he, he can carry the load enough where we don't have to, you know, just bring Christian in and just start doing, you know, just running ramshot with him. Yeah. But even he knows and that whole offensive staff know that he ain't no Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> Now, without Chris Jones, is that like one of those things where you look at this game maybe before Chris Jones being out? It's like, ooh, like now with Chris Jones out, it's like they got a shot in this game, or no? That's still that's. I mean, what, what, what do you? Is I that still a think we're the better thing? team. I, I just, I, I honestly just think we're the better team. I, I, I think uh, Bridgewater got hurt the last game, so we don't even know if he's a hundred percent. And uh, going out there and and getting a, a newly McCaffrey trying to get established with the offense. I still favors in our hand. Uh, I just think we have the better team. As, as long as, as as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, I, I put our I, I, I say we're favored against anybody. Yeah, I, I, I had to agree with that too. Uh, you know, I know Spags will probably put some things together. You know, with Chris out, you know, be a little bit more creative as far as what he's going to do defensively. Uh, you know, Sorensen and and, uh, and and Tyrone they've been doing a tremendous job defensively. Uh, in, the, in the secondary too, so you know they play a lot down in that that, that, that box, uh, which is, is going to at least help out with the running game. But yeah. I, and and I and I truly believe, you know, like like Eric said, you know, when you have an offense like like the Chiefs do, well, this is a team sport, and and that thank God it is because now all of a sudden if the defense can't hold that in, offense is like, hey, look, like I said last week, we got you. Don't worry about it. We'll go ahead and yeah. we'll. we'll if it had to manage the clock, we can do that. Score quick, whatever we need to do. At least sometimes when you score quick and you put, you know, teams where they become one-dimensional, that might be what you want to, you know, get into. So Man, yeah. you know what? You, you mentioned that, and that's one thing I used to hate. Like, I would hate there'd be like a minute and something to go and offense would easily just drive down the field. And you could hear people on in our in our stands like, oh, man, the defense has got to go back out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just weren't we, I, just being honest we weren't a great unit um we had some great players i got some uh great friendship families a lot from from those guys it's just that as a unit we didn't we, we didn't play all that well together and uh we didn't complement our offense well enough so would it be one of those things? I guess I remember as a kid, I guess kind of feeling the same way. Where we kind of, we'd be kind of scared when the defense would come out, uh, and the games. I guess when the game that lingers in my head is always the Colt, the Colts game, the no punt game. Yeah. Um, 
what, would there ever be like kind of a, like a tension whether with all, between the offense and defense? Like, you know, like the offense would come out and like I tell you guys I should pick up your game and, and do something. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? Like we, had, we had full support from our offense. You know, they the one thing that that kept the, us going was that we knew we had a, an unstoppable offense and they had so much confidence in themselves to go out and get the points that we needed. Now, yes, it would suck that the other the opposing team had to have the ball in the last minute and they may run the clock out for the last uh, uh, score of the game uh, and they may not get the ball back. But we, we had much confidence and, and uh, motivation from our from our offense to go out there uh, to get stops. And, and a lot of games, some games we did, some games we didn't. Yeah, I, I agree with it. You know, sometimes, you know, some I know people kind of look at, and you wonder, like, oh, my gosh, offense hates this. But, you know, we out there, man, we cheering our guys on. We are defensively. Let's go, eat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get them. So it's, it's a constant thing. You know, it's just it's your family. You watch your family. And if your family's struggling, you know, you don't really complain about it. You're like, look, you know what? Then let's go out here. All right, get our shovels. Start digging down a little bit deeper, right, and carry it if we need to. If we need to put it on yeah. the back, so be it. We knew the defense, if they come up with plays and put us into position. Uh, so – it, you know, you, you always, you know, you, you you vibe off each other as much as possible. So we, we it was no sore spots at no. all. I think it was more so media and, of course, fans. It's like, oh, man, the defense, stuff like that. I'm like, look, we have to do our, our job. So our job is to score points, right? So they play defense. It didn't matter if we scored 14 points or we scored, you know, 50. We, we're trying to get to 50 more than the 14 every time we go out there. So – that it was just it's it's a family man. It's a team unit, family unit. You know, you always support one another when you're out there. Period. Yeah. Right. And that's what separates the, the good teams. The, the teams that have good chemistry versus the teams that are the bad teams. I mean, you watch games and when you see a quarterback throwing an interception, you see a receiver who's intended for it, like shaking his head and like throwing his helmet down on the sidelines. Like, okay, there's something going on in that locker room, possibly. You know. Oh, yeah, we we didn't have that. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't have that with our team. It was, it was, I, I it was take a good group. I, I I could never understand it. Sometimes when I see some of the, the, the behavior on the sidelines, I'm sitting there wondering, like, what is this joker fighting for? Is it did yeah. he take his girl or something? <laughs> this gotta be something else, you know, going on out there. Yeah, something personal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so for uh, the next segment we got uh this week we have some guys coming back or possibly coming back. It's looking like Sammy Watkins and LeJarius Sneed could be returning to action this weekend after being out the last several weekends. Uh which player's presence is most needed for this team? I mean, Snead is, was was off to a great start. I think he uh, had two picks, and at the time of his injury, was intercepting another ball. Um, so he was leading the team at the time of, of, of his injury with interceptions uh, and playmaking ability. So great, great to have him back, uh, and also to add the impact that Sammy brings with his inside play. It's just hard to say who's going to be the more impactful player to to be back out there because um, they're both good players they're both well-needed players for this team uh to be back in the Super Bowl dance so uh I, I like having both of them back even though uh, at this point both sides are playing well now there's nothing wrong with like Jason said uh, last week with having that portion in the garage too you know that thing's always ready to go and so it's like when you have those kind of guys that that have been on the on the side for a while trying to recover yet everybody else is playing well you know, they can just fit right back in and we don't and we don't miss a beat going into the rest of the season. 
Jason? Yeah. And, I, and I think it's the same. You know, we both those guys coming back at the right time. Uh, but if I had to give a nod, you know, I had to say, man, defensively, it's, it's going to be needed. We get we get Steve back, he's going to be able to help us out. Uh, now we can bring those guys, those safeties down into the box, right? Uh, and, and Carolina didn't really have a real strong passing offense either, you know, so that that's that's a good thing because now you can do, you know, do a little bit more variables with as far as what you want to do defensively. Um, bringing those guys to make, you know, in the tackle box to make those, uh, those tackles and stuff like that, so... Uh, Sammy is, you know, big receiver. Uh, but like I said, I, I don't think we truly need him right now, but it's good to have it. Anytime you, you bring a guy back and get him back working in with the chemistry with the guys, guys just like to see it. Guys like to say, hey, man, just welcome back. We love to just love to see you out there. Uh, that's the worst place to be for guys that, that you play with is watch them on the sideline in street clothes, you know, or, or the little uh, warm ups, right? You know, I mean, really. So that, that his presence alone is going to bring a boost to the offense, too. Yeah, and actually, I was kind of surprised by this. Uh, I don't know if this bodes well for their how good their passing offense is, but they up until last week, they were leading the league in passing attempts uh, all, all throughout the season so far. I don't know if that says much about the passing offense being good, but they do throw a lot. <laughs> um, and they got what DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuels. It's not bad receiving group. It's not it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. But 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 then when you start seeing the attempts, see when I hear when I hear a lot of attempts passing wise, you start wondering like okay, then when they was probably playing from behind, right. you know I I don't know I haven't been really watching, <laughs> but I'm thinking that's probably part of the reason is you're probably playing from behind now because the passing attempts are going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I, I just remember watching Bridgewater in college and what he, he did when he first got into the league, uh, and he's he's a good pass. He's a good quarterback. But he could do a lot with his legs. But if you have, you know, Christian McCaffrey behind you, that's the guy. That's that's the monster you want to feed. That's the guy you want to give. You don't want to get Teddy Bridgewater throwing, you know, a million attempts, you know, to those guys. So it'd be different. All right. Uh, so uh, last topic here uh, is a prediction. Uh, uh, who do you guys have this weekend? Do you guys have a prediction of a score? I say 35-17. Chiefs pretty good yeah sure that sounds pretty good I, I, i'm looking probably 35 35 if they if 14 14 you know i, I think bridgewater still gonna be in the dumps a little bit kiss mccaffrey trying to get out but he's not trying to get hurt so i think they're going to be trying to at least work everything back so we'll see yeah, what are you saying no i was gonna say they should they should win this you know handily no question about yeah, it yeah should yeah, both you guys have them covering the spread. The spread's ten and a half. I know you, you guys don't really go into that stuff. <laughs> oh, my bookie, man. Hey, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to the uh, Chiefs Kingdom concern segment uh, where I look at all the Chiefs Kingdom hot takes out there and get each of you to respond to one. We got some fun ones this week. Uh, Jason, uh, our first Chiefs Kingdom concerns for you. It comes from at KWCH Braxton who tweeted, whispers. Kelsey might have the better goalpost dunk than Tony G. He cocked that thing back, shrug face emoji. I don't make the rules. Jason, what was your response to that uh, that tweet made by KCWH Braxton? You know what? That uh, is is so funny. That's a great question. Because when I seen uh, Travis Kelsey make that dunk, I'm like, ooh, that was, had a little stink on it. Had had a little stink on it. You know, so I, I immediately, you know, text like, yo, 
Hey, I think Kelsey man might have might have took your little dunk away. <laughs> but you know what though? Hey, I, I'm gonna be honest. So it, it's like this: when you see a guy who who dunks all the time, right? You just don't appreciate the dunks like you used to. And he does it, doesn't dunk a whole lot, so it looks good, right? But I remember a time just kind of going through my head. I said, man, I remember, I watched 88. I watched that joker jump up. Double cock it, touches touch his legs, and fall in like this. I mean, it was pretty. It was, it was a pretty dunk. I remember watching, I was like, ooh. <laughs> and, and, and that's what it is. You know, you see, you, you know, everybody talks about how great LeBron dunks now. So I said, man, go back and watch Mike when he was dunking too, and who he was dunking on. Right, you just don't appreciate it because you, you don't you don't get to see it as much now. So, but Kelsey, it, it was a great dunk, no doubt about it. But I, I seen '88 tear, tear the goalpost down. Yeah, <laughs> Vince Carter. Yeah. <laughs> and as high school kid, I couldn't even touch the goalpost. I, I did a step back jumper one time. <laughs> <I got five>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eric, I got a last tweet for us uh, for you. Uh, this Chiefs Kingdom concern comes from our own cornerback, uh, Javarius Ward, at It's Lil Mooney. Uh, he tweeted, after the game on Sunday, I'm in a slump, dot, 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 I got to come out of it. Eric, what's your veteran cornerback response to this tweet made by at It's Lil Mooney and Javarius Ward? So I don't know what his slump is. I don't know if that's uh, making plays, uh, you know, knocking balls down, getting picks. Uh, but I haven't seen a lot of, of balls coming his way as far as, like, getting getting picked on or getting burned um i know sometimes a corner wants more action they feel like they don't get the ball thrown away sometimes uh, enough to where they can make plays so i'm assuming that's what he's talking about um you just be patient you know teams winning go with the flow you know there, there, there's gonna come a time just be prepared when it does i'm pretty sure he is he's worked out hard for it uh and he's he's, he's right now holding up to the spot so just be prepared for the moment and, uh, you know, make the play when it comes your way. Is that also kind of a compliment when, when the quarterback's not looking at you? Isn't that kind of like, I mean, you're not, you're not getting the ball. They actually coming to you, but like, isn't that kind of show how good your, your coverage is? I mean, I, I, what, do you, what do you think about that? Oh, definitely. It, it, it does. And, and it plays into the defense as well. Like if our front seven's playing well and they're putting pressure on the, on the quarterback and he can't look that way or, or have time to go that way. Um, you know that you give you give credit to them, and you also give credit to the corner uh, for doing his job. You know if he's in great position and you're afraid to make that throw, you know, hey, take your hat off to him. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, that does it, guys. Uh, good stuff. We'll see you next week where we recap the Panthers matchup and talk about our upcoming game against the Raiders. That's right, Raiders week, baby. Um, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any Chiefs c- concerns for these two legends. Please tweet at us at, at Concerns Chief and please subscribe and follow Chiefs Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Good show, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.